went to the uh, meeting after the uh, Zoom meeting here, reading the uh, the big book, Excerpts with Rick, I decided to walk and get some exercise, so I walked to the park for the 9 a.m. meeting, which uh, our secretary does the grapevine. She does it out of the book called Emotional Sobriety, Next Frontier. I, w- I got there about half an hour early at the park. It was brisk. It was cold. And then, and I said hi to the normal people that are at the park. And then I waited. I did a little bit of stretches. And um, and then all of a sudden, a new person shows up. She goes, oh, do they have meetings here? I said, yeah, they do. And then after that, another person showed up. Two more people came that were new. And they came early. And um, they never been there to the park. I go, and I don't really go on Wednesdays. What a coincidence, huh? So in all in all, the uh, the secretary came about five minutes late after the supposed to start. And um, it was really interesting. We, we uh, started talking, and a lot of times I feel like my sobriety doesn't help anybody, you know. I don't know, but it's a lie from the enemy. It's a lie from the devil that our stories won't help nobody that you know, we're just uh, a nuisance to people. But, you know, that doesn't seem the case. You know, I uh, I can tell when I'm sharing and after we read that story, the uh, meetings, 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 by the way, I am reading that article to you. It was a very interesting article. I didn't do a good job of reading it. I was, I'm not being able to concentrate that good. But it gets the message across. It's an amazing literature and that got us to open up. We started opening up. I op- opened up first after we read the story and the new people. Actually, we had four new people gave out chips. And there's about four regular people with a little bit more time. Um, so after we, you know, it opened it up, I shared. I talked about the fact is that they did experiments with uh, rats. They uh secluded rats they they confined them that where they didn't have any social gathering with other rats and they just fed them alcohol at a little um, dispenser and they basically drank the alcohol till they died in addition to their food so they had other rats and the other rats they opened it up to for them to mingle with the other the other community of rats and once they mingled with the other ones and they had fun they they didn't go to their dispenser of alcohol they didn't bother taking their lives and so forth. So the idea is that people love to be around other people. People love to laugh. People love to be honest. People love to say, hey, this thing's eating my lunch. I don't know how to get around it and and have other people understand. So this next article that you're going to be listening to, if you choose, is going to explain quite a bit the the writer is amazing. It's a little way out there, so you may have to listen to it once or twice. But go to your central office and get yourself a copy. It's Emotional Sobriety, The Next Frontier. It's a gathering of a lot of uh, grapevine stories. All right now, God bless you, and uh, enjoy the the article. Grapevine article. Meetings, meetings, meetings from March 1995. I have been sober for 25 years in the peculiar math of Alcoholic Anonymous 
25 years, 365 equals one. We all share the camaraderieship of having been sober this one day today, which is the only day we really have. But as a friend reminds me a few <clears throat> days ago, yeah, it's only day at a time in a row. <clears throat> Sobriety has brought with it countless blessings, all of them in the form of people. First, there is the continued relationship with Lynn, my wife of 30 years, 30 years married and still going. We are the avenues of each other to experience emotions that otherwise we might keep at a safe distance. I also had the privilege of seeing my children grow up into great human beings who love me and the birth of, of our grandchildren who also love me. Why do I keep coming to AA after all these years? And my relatives ask me those questions. One reason is that I laugh here more than any place else I go. The laughter is hard to explain, isn't it? We teach others stories of tragedy and see in our own stories the absurdity of our actions. And we laugh together. I think it's partly relief that allows us to laugh and partly trust. The laughter comes from knowing that someone else really understands what madness there is in alcoholism. I think also we laugh because we're glad to be alive among a crowd of others equally glad to be alive. This is laughter from heaven. I also came to AA for the shock of self-recognition. When I heard of your stories, I see myself. When I can see myself, I know that I need to be healed, restored, built up, and lifted up. I come for the antidote to my own peculiar brand of arrogance, egotism, and pride. This antidote isn't a vaccine, but a medicine I require in order to survive these poisons that live inside of me. Poisons. Meetings are what I get this medicine. And you encourage me. I am made brave. That's what encourage means, after all, so that I can risk little experiments of being better. In other words, I come to learn how to be human. The 12 steps are a lifelong schooling in what it means to be human. Now for nothing are they called steps in small increments of improvements that up, up over the years I learned to walk the walk of life together with you. I learned that to be human is to be a, a creature, that creatures have a creator. I learned that to be human is to discover the power in powerlessness. To explore the meaning of surrender, I learned to face myself without fear, even with pleasure. I learned to hand over my failings and my successes to my to be confessional and vulnerable, to live in the day for the day's failings and successes of enough for human beings are enough. I learned to deepen my relationship with God and to carry the message to other alcoholics. And I come for friendship and affection, not only the friendly and affectionate feelings of others towards me, although I treasure them, but for the inspiration you give me to feel friendly and affectionate towards you. This is harder for me to invest myself in others. It's a characteristic of all humans, not just drunks either, to be on their way toward the best 
that is in them or the worst. There is no such thing as standing still. I'm either getting better or I'm getting worse. I can't content myself with indulging a little bit of badness because it will progress. I will become a bit more bad as I age and a bit more and more until by the time I am old, I will have become all of what I only indulge in at 40, but relish it at 50 and will consume by it at 60. Allowing myself to love you, admitting myself that I will miss you if you should die, these are ways of continuing my growth without which sometimes something much worse than death happens to me. I become that which I love within me. A little liar becomes the liar. A little thief becomes the thief. A little sadist becomes a Marxist. A little whiner becomes a total self-pityer. You protect me from the wicked self and lift up the image of my good self for me to keep striving after. For this I am indebted to you. For this I love you and I will miss you if you die. So in summation, this is what I continue to come to meetings I come for sobriety. I come to keep up my gratitude and subdue my taking for gratitude. I come because that's where I laugh more than anywhere else. I come for the shock of self-recognition. I come for the antidote to pride. I come to learn how to be human. I come to learn how to love. What keeps me coming to meetings after 25 years is certainly necessity, but necessity never did anything for me as a motivating force. It was pleasure that has always motivated me. And that is still the bottom line. I come for the pleasure of it, the pure pleasure. Amen. Article from The Joy of Living. The book, Emotional Sobriety, The Next Frontier, at your local central office. Get your copy. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. You know, this is an amazing story. I uh, meetings, 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 because it covers, it covers so much. I text someone, uh, to two or three guys this morning after I got, I read uh, because I'm an alcoholic. I read it in my phone so I can listen to it when I'm traveling, because it seems like when I I hear it, I read it here, but then I go home and I'll read it again. And I said, "Wow, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear this." So it seems like the more I want to hear the readings. It kind of like opens up a vacuum. So when I go home and read it again, that I've, it fits in the vacuum. And I go, wow. And then I came up with this new uh, epiphany. I text four guys, the guys I'm working with. I said, come on, dude. Let's make a decision to be professional in AA literature readings, explaining what we find. Get your assignment done. Sometimes I take pictures and I send it to them. Take your new car and park yourself in the mountains and start reading the pages. We got one a week. By the time the day is over, I will send you another. Oh, that wasn't the text I wanted. Now my brand new phone froze. (laughs) This is like, it's saving me from more embarrassment. My sponsor would always say, you're not even on the topic, Fernando. You're way in left field. But the topic, I really enjoy the, um, you know, 
a human being needs a program that has wisdom is the result of the results. And when I came in, I saw results. I always wanted some wisdom, but you know, everything was an illusion. The bottle said it had uh, wisdom. The nightlife said it had fun. That was wisdom. The, the athletic cars, everything. But this right here was uh, the wisdom that I saw on consistency. People were coming every week and I said, wow, I can't keep a, uh, when I came in, I can't keep an appointment every week. <laughs> you know, I just knew that that was not my, my mode of operation. So when I came in here, you know, the reasons I keep coming, I come about six times a week. I take off on Saturdays and rest. It's because I lose information. You know, if I'm not continue to climb that mountain, I'll slide down. So I have to continue to put new information on the hopper and keep, I don't know. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, it, the result is, is that I get to enjoy life when I go home. I'll put on the music and stuff. And I did my homework where I did my job. So I'm very, I'm very thankful for the results of Alcock Anonymous. And I'll say this one joke and I'll shut up. It's it's really really I got it out of the grapevine. Oh. <laughs> it said meetings meetings meetings. There was it was in the basket and these dollar bills five dollars ten and twenties were talking to each other as the meeting was going on, and the one dollar bill tells the twenty dollar bill, "Hey Ralph, how you been? Oh, I'm good, man." He goes, "Hey, I, he goes, I I flew over there to Canada and then I went down to Florida and then when the Africa Center and." The, you know, the Disneyland thing, you know, the $20 saying this. How about you? Oh, well, you know, meetings, meetings, meetings. Anyway, one person got it. <laughs> All right, guys, at least I got a smile. And, uh, thank you. <laughs>